The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WMVP. Tune in every Friday for the official Waddle and Sylvie same game parlay on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 years or older, Illinois only. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. From the old National Bank State Street studio, this is Waddle and Sylvie on WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Barstool Big Cat. Host of Pardon My Take. And voluminous tweeter at Barstool Big Cat. It's time for his weekly conversation with Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. Now in the street there is violence. Barstool Big Cat brought to you by R.J. Curcio and the Curcio Law Offices. If you need a personal injury attorney... Give our friend RJ a call, 312-321-1111, and also brought to you by Stella Blue Coffee. Get yours at StellaBlueCoffee.com, and a portion of the proceeds goes to Paws Chicago. And uh, Barstool Big Cat, usually on Tuesday at uh, 4 o'clock, but I think someone else was on vacation. Well, he had a little parenting he had oh, to do. He had a couple of kids to oh. take care of. Oh, yeah. that, Okay. And uh, not the only one enjoying vacation last week, I hear. Uh, I hear. I hear Big Cat was also doing a little vacationing. Is that true? I took. I took a little uh, three day vacation. My I got sick at the end of vacation. My body was starting to refuse the fact that I wasn't working. <laughs> so I'm back to work. I know you're already. Was that your third vacation of 2023? You took this week. Fourth. I told you that. Uh, you, when you move back to Chicago, we are going to set up the vacation combine, and uh, I am going to put you through the rigors of how to vacation and enjoy the fruits of your labor. No, no chance. And I do appreciate you guys changing days because I was, uh, my wife was in Chicago, and I was, uh, were, I was two on one. The kids had me in a torture chamber uh, last night. So, but I'm, I'm back. I feel good. I don't know if you guys have been following on Twitter what happened just now. Uh-oh. History was made. Uh, so I lost a bet uh, on my YouTube show, and I had to take three of my coworkers to – it's a restaurant called Les Bernardins. It's one of the famous restaurants in New York, three-star Michelin restaurant, wow. highest stars you can get, very expensive place. I just came from there. I broke the bread record. I ate more bread than anyone has ever eaten at that restaurant, confirmed by three different sources at the restaurant. You're talking to a champion here. Wow. (laughs) How do you feel? How do you feel? I'm full. I'm full. I ate 17 pieces of bread, and I asked the waitress, I was like, has anyone ever, like, eaten this much bread? She's like, I've never seen anyone even come close to this much bread. What does that do to your bowels? Like, what will your, what are you expecting? What are you you expecting to happen to you? I don't know, but I'm, I'm a ch- I feel good. I'm a champion. Yeah. This is one of the most famous restaurants in New York. And I asked them, I was like, do I get my like face on the wall or anything? They said no, but that's fine. I know that I was special today, and uh, I feel accomplished. I think that's underachieving. When you go to a great restaurant, a famous restaurant, and you get full with bread, I think you've underachieved. No, I see. That's the thing is the bread was so good, and I was eating my other meal. I ate the meal. I had the dessert. Okay. There was like 18 courses. But I, I took it as a personal challenge. I'm going to do the bread. There was also a funny moment because we walked in, and we're not really high-class guys. <laughs> and uh, 
the sommelier, which I think I said that correctly. You did. I asked, I, I pointed to the wine menu. I was like, I want this bottle of wine. And it was a $1,200 bottle of wine. And she was like, you won't like that. And then I was like, now I really want it. So give it to me. <laughs> and so we had that. It was gross. I didn't like it. But she was right. <laughs> but yeah, mission accomplished. I showed her. No, no. Doesn't... When you're uh, dining at such a fine restaurant, you're going to be in for that much money to begin with. Doesn't that much bread ruin the meal? No, I had I broke the record. I think you guys are, are missing the yeah, part I, that I, I broke the record. I, but that's yeah, but the, that's but the record to me isn't really a record because people are trying to enjoy the meal. Like if you're going to Olive Garden, no, no, the no. bread. You know what you just did, You know what you just did, Mister. You just set the record for most interceptions yeah. thrown in an NFL season. No, it's no, a record. Have, it's a record. I, I have two records in my life now. That record, and I have. I still hold the most Stingrays pet at the Shedd Aquarium. <laughs> that was in 2013. I, these are records that. Stand the test of time. I don't know what you guys are talking. You guys are talking like you don't. You've never had a record. That's Do either true. of you have a record? No, no, nope. not. That's, that's yeah. a sad life to live. It, it, well, we still got time. I still got time. I still no sand in my hourglass. I hope. Have you contacted yeah, right. Guinness, Big Cat? Yeah. Are they going to come out and put you in the book? They should. They absolutely should. I again, three different sources at this restaurant, so they've never seen a man eat that much. Wow! Bread. How, can I ask you how much did this meal actually end up running you? Was the bread free, or was it uh, was it on the menu? The, the bread was free. It was nice. <laughs> they do the thing where like dessert is free. I think the coffee might have been free. I think the total bill with tip was three grand. Wow! But the ice cream was free at the end. So <laughs> free, free ice cream. You get, it's like the old. Yeah. What was it? The old uh, was it the thing in the Great Outdoors? If you ate the entire steak, you got the whole meal for free. Yeah. You didn't pay for it. Right, yeah. right. That's what so, you did. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, they gave Good me the ice you. cream for free. You're going to either poop yourself or puke sometime later in the day. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But that's okay. Records. Yeah, I mean, that's true. You got a record. I'm sitting with a smile. I'm, I'm like, uh, you know, Wilt standing there with the, with the sign. Hundred. <laughs> Not that record. The other record. Uh-huh. <laughs> Speaking uh, of that, multiple records. Yeah. <laughs> we wanted to know earlier. Um, we were talking about uh, Rogers. I have uh, multiple questions about Rogers. Do you have any inside information if he's in or out of the darkness yet? Ooh, I don't. I'm very curious though. He's got to be out, right? I think he was going in Friday, last Friday. Yeah, so he's got to be out. He's got to be out. So, and speaking of food, this is what I wanted to know. What do you believe is served to him to eat in that darkness? Oh, man. It's probably like, I would imagine some type of mushroom, maybe some like gruel, Ugh. like some, some pasty gruel. It's got to be just terrible. And now, and what is he going to do when he comes out? He's going to be like, uh... I, I want to play for the Packers again, and I'll probably win an MVP. Like, this is, it's the same story, and then he gets mad at everyone. That's my favorite part. I think last week he's like, Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter don't know anything about me. Like, why are they talking about me? Because you made it a story. It's of course. the same as Kyrie. The guys who, like, make it a story, and then they're like, don't ask me about that. You started this. I don't want to be, like, grade school, but you said it first. So we're just coming back at you. It's so funny, too, because last Friday, Bob McGinn, who covers the Packers, had, you know, came out on a podcast and was like, look, inside that building, they're through with him. They're done. They're not, he's not coming back. And then today, I believe it was Jeff Darlington, had the exact opposite report on him that 
just the way Rogers loves it. Yes, like right. They're feeding the beast. Right, exactly, and and it's it's like it's the same story every year because at the end of the day, what gives them the best chance to win is probably Aaron Rodgers. Still, until that is no longer a fact, that was kind of like the Brett Favre. Brett Favre, you know, at the end he was kind of falling off a cliff. I know he had that one year in Minnesota after his Jets year, but as long as Aaron Rodgers, I know he wasn't that good last year, but as long as you think that he gives them your best chance, teams want to win. That's all that matters. Okay, that's fair. So, you so what, think, do you think, what do you think his decision's yeah. going to be, be when back. he comes out? He'll be back, and he'll win an MVP this year. Wow. No, no you don't believe that. I do. I do, because it's, it's the same thing. Right when you think he's out, he's back in. That's how it happens every wow. single time. That, that is like you're going to have to get him arrested for something if that's the case. I might bet on it. I, that, that way I can hedge myself, because like, I know that it's, it's a, a pain hedge. If I'm going to have to watch him win an MVP after I thought he was done for the seven, seven, 75th time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win some money. So maybe I'll do it that way. Wow. You know, I, I wanted to bring this up with Waddle, and I'm, I'll, I'll do it with you, because I think you, you'll be good at this as well. Um, I'm calling this uh, clicks and giggles um, that uh, these uh, hot take shows do. Uh, that, you know, instead of blanks and giggles, clicks and giggles. That they Don't s- Google that, though, because it may get you suspended from whatever you're doing. Okay. That they from, s- oh, from Barstool Sports? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get <laughs> Did you see Jersey Jerry's video last night? Good point. I'll what? send you Jersey Jerry's video last night. Now, him and Fields, though, are on good terms these yes. days. They right? are. They're back yeah. together. That's I'm good. happy that that worked out. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Uh, that was good. Now, now like... These shows, they they navigate the offseason when there's no news, creating their own news, talking about like the same five or six stories over and over and over again. So what are the stories? Like the Fields, will the Bears trade Justin Fields is one of those stories this offseason that they want you uh, to just repeat over and over for clicks and giggles. What yep. are the the, the Rodgers stories for clicks and giggles? What are the other stories in this NFL news cycles until stuff actually happens is being repeated over and over again on Get Up, on First Take, and all the other shows until actual news happens? You okay. Want, what so are the stories? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so Lamar yes. obviously is the other one. No doubt. Lamar, they- will he, won't he stay with the Ravens franchise tag, that whole song and dance. That's a big one, right? Derek Carr to the Jets. Anything Derek- Jets related. Anything Jets related. Anything Jets related. I'm trying to think what else do we have out there. I mean, Tom Brady kind of robbed us because that really was like if he hadn't retired February 1st, it would have been an entire offseason of that. So he kind of he kind of stole that from – all of sports talk radio. I'm trying to think what other what other conversations are out there right now. I mean, we're doing we're getting the draft time. I've seen like Anthony Richardson, the um, the quarterback from Florida, climbing up the draft board, which is always so funny because my favorite thing is like I love college football. I watch college football all the time. Once we get to this time of year, all the draft guys get involved and they're watching tape and they're like, "Well, look at this arm." Like I watched him play. Like he's not that good. I'll tell you that right now. I could be your GM. He's not that good. Don't draft him. <laughs> By the way, there is a CBS Sports article today that is a, you know, everyone's got a mock draft. This one's got the Bears trading with the Colts and the Colts with the number one overall selection, Big Cat, taking Anthony Richardson. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> like, I, he has, 
he does have, like to his credit, he has an insane arm. He's a very good runner. Like he does everything, right? But I watch it all be put together. And I'll throw this out there for anyone out there who's doing their draft, their mock drafts. When was the last time a quarterback in a Power 5 conference was a success after not dominating their competition in college? It doesn't happen. Like, it doesn't happen. Like, Daniel Jones, you could make the case he was average at Duke. He just had his first good year four years into his career. Like, the guys... Yeah, yeah, Mitch wasn't dominating. Like he wasn't first team All ACC. Like those, there's just a bunch of guys that everyone falls in love with. And if you didn't dominate in Power Five, I just don't know. Like that still counts. That's still football. You know what I mean? Like we we start doing the the forty times and how far you can throw. It's like I still want to see the guy be able to play football. Of course, yeah. And and, uh, Tyler, isn't the like the odds on Anthony Richardson to be the number one pick just went crazy? Yeah. So on Monday they were plus four thousand to be the number one overall pick. Today they are plus seven hundred. And it's nuts because it could happen. I'm not saying it couldn't happen. I just don't know why we throw out an entire like college career for a few clips on Twitter of his of his arm, which is phenomenal. It's it just it doesn't it always baffles me because I, I I throw that out there to people and I don't know if anyone can name a power five guy who was just average in the in college football who then went on to have a great career. Hmm. Like I don't think there's a name out there. Waddle, can you think of that? I'm trying. I I don't I can't think of. They all dominated at some point in their career. No, in college. absolutely. Like even even well, people will throw out like like Jay because well, what about you know, Josh think, Allen? Josh Allen wasn't power, power five. five. Not power five. Yeah, not power, power five. five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, people throw out Jay, but Jay was very good at Vanderbilt for what he had around yeah. him. I got one. Like, I got one. Tom okay. Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah, I guess that would be the one. Just the That would goat. be the one. But he was also, like, <laughs> no, no, no. But but you remember Tom Brady at Michigan? Because if he had gotten I full don't. starting time, because it was Drew Henson. Remember yeah, right. Drew Henson yeah, was yeah, the absolutely. golden boy at Michigan and, like, the Michigan kid. And the, and Lloyd Carr did that stupid thing where he went back and forth. He do you do one drive, you do the other. Like I think if I, you could make the argument, Tom Brady when he played was was pretty good at Michigan. I think he beat Alabama in that Orange Bowl or whatever it was. His last game, like coming back. So I he he might not even be a good case for it because it was more of a circumstances of he didn't get the playing time that he should have gotten, and that's a coaching malfeasance than you know Tom Brady being bad. Uh, what do you uh, what do you make of uh, the Patrick Beverly move by the Bulls? I love it, Barstool Sports employee. I love it. Waddle is. Waddle is mad that they made the move. Waddle well, has why? I, I don't want them to win any more games. I think their best route to uh, best path to becoming prominent again is is going to be if somehow, some way, they can keep their pick and draft first overall. They're not well, going I, anywhere. I agree with that. I do think that they should they should try to lose. I, I also think there's a chance we might see, you know, DeMar maybe sit out some games, Zach Levine sit out some games. So Pat Beverly at least makes it fun. Like, well, this lose is, and have fun. This is what, like, Sylvie's, uh, and, and I think Meller was on this as well, they wanted Russ first, Russell Westbrook, because sometimes crazy can be fun. Right. I actually think if you wanted Russ to bring some crazy to the to the environment, I think this is your better better option. I think Pat yeah. Bev may actually physically put a foot in Zach's ass at one yeah. point during a game. 
He's a dog. He's a culture changer. So I, yeah, why not? But I do agree with you. Like they should, they should try to lose, and it's they're in an impossible spot because yes. at the trade deadline, not dumping any, not trading anyone. I, I don't even blame them because I don't know what you would trade. Like no one's going to take Zach's contract right this second, right? Like uh, Demar's older, Vooch, same thing. Like I, I think it's just not a very good roster, and it's been. It's just very depressing to think about how excited we were for two months last year, and we're right back in the same spot. I think they could still trade Zach in the offseason. I do, too. Yeah. They could. They yeah. could. But I'm just saying, like, right now, I mean, he's got a lot of money and a lot of years, and his health isn't always great. You know what I mean? So, But I agree. I, I think the offseason is probably more realistic for a trade if that's, what, if that's the route they want to go with. I have had – some daydreaming about Ooh. somehow the Bulls losing. I think if they lose, if they lose like two more spots in the standings, yeah, they, they would get go to up fifth, to like a yeah, yeah, they get, get like I don't know, like a 20 percent chance or something. Um, if they get big cat, pick. big cat, if they drop to the fifth worst record in all of the NBA, they're not going to get into, inside the top four because those guys are just horrible. The Rockets, the Spurs. Who else is there? The Pistons and the Hornets. The Hornets, the, yeah. But the Bulls have a chance. They're 26-33, and 33, pretty much the same record as the Pacers. They're a couple of games ahead of the Magic, you know, and the Lakers are close to them as well. But if they go on to lose or continue this losing streak, they may find themselves realistically with the fifth-worst record in basketball. And that just gives them a 42% chance to not only keep their, their, their selection, but to, to maybe get the first overall pick. Right, and it's and and then we start playing the game. You know, the Derrick Rose draft kind of screwed all of our brains up. We're like, oh, maybe the league's like, hey, we need Chicago to be good again. <laughs> it's your Wembenyana time. Yes, that's what I've been daydreaming. Yeah. About. Hey, by the way, I think Sylvie came back from Mexico with maybe the best money making idea that we've had on this show in sixteen yeah, years. Can you make the shirt? Okay. Yeah, this, Is this a shirt okay. idea? Yeah. Tell him. Okay. Well, I think the shirt idea, the one from the very beginning of the show, like we had, we played a, a, a soundbite from Tim Anderson who was blaming Chuck Garfine for not being more supportive of the team. As he was broadcasting over the course of the year, so as the pregame, as the pregame yeah. show, host. yeah. So instead of hit, instead of Tim and the rest of the Sox taking responsibility for them underachieving themselves, uh, there's some finger pointing, and it led us to the conclusion that listen, like, hey, that's not what you should do. We're if you did that in New York, you did that in Boston, you did that in Philly, like hell would come down on you. In Chicago, we want to love our athletes, so Sylvie was actually physically over on the other side of this desk humping something. All, big, big, big cat. All I want to do as a Chicago sports fan is hump. Like, oh. like, 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 hump. like yeah, I could be tough on our athletes, but really in the grand scheme of things, like when they say, oh, the media wants to just hate, I'm a fan. All I want yeah. to do is like, love your team. Like, like, think about this, big cat. The Bears are drafting first because they have the worst record in the league. Huh. Uh, they have the most money in in free agency. Uh, and and like, <laughs> it, I, all I want to do, and I'm like buying. I'm like, yeah, I'm in. Let's go. Let's move yeah. to Arlington Heights. Because why? Because I want to hump. Yeah. That's Give all. us hope. Let's hump. I agree. Can we make a shirt, a barstool shirt that says either let's hump or I, I, I just want to hump. I just want to hump. I'm just it here really, to hump. It, it's the truth, truth yes. because it's like 
<laughs> it couldn't be worse right now. It no, couldn't be no. worse. No, think about everything. Like we even had Patrick Kane, yeah, walk off goal last night. That might be his last game in a Blackhawks uniform, and then it gets disallowed. Like I just want to hump. Like, we just want to hump. It was almost a cool moment, and I started to yeah. hump. Like I like yeah. it, it was kind of a cool moment. It yeah. almost beat the clock by the Cubs. What was the the Cubs were like thirteen and two to end the season last year. They're going to be yeah. a five hundred team possibly. I was humping oh, the year. Yeah. I mean, it like, Jamison Tyon. It, it, <laughs> it, is, it is true because I always think about, and, and Kyle Long's a dear friend of mine. I love him, but I always laugh because he knows he made a mistake. Remember the moment? it was? I think it was the Bears-Dolphins game when Brandon Marshall and Robbie Gold got in a fight, and he said uh, after the game the fans booing at halftime is unacceptable. Yeah. And, I like, Kyle Long is still beloved. Yeah. Like, if that happened in Philly, oh, yeah. they would have had his head. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, You know why, Big Cat? Because we, all we want to do we in Chicago hump. is a hump. We want to hump our teams. I'm in. I'm in. I might not be in right now. I'm belly full of bread, but <laughs> I'll just lay, I'll lay flat. Get over the bread the hangover, teams, and then we'll hump. The teams can hump me. The teams can hump me. I'll lay, I'll just lay prone. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> it is so true, though. The whole concept is, is they poop all over us here in town, and yeah. we just still want to love them. Yes. Yeah. All you got to do is yeah. wink at us. Just wink at us. Blow my ear. I think it's, I think it's going to turn. I really do. Because it can't get worse. You're humping right now. You're humping right now. The hearts are in a rebuild. Yeah, what? I've had this conversation with myself. Like, it literally can't get worse. It can't. Like, the Bears are the worst team. Yeah. The Blackhawks have been in a rebuild for feels like forever. The Cubs are not going to be good. The White Sox were supposed to be an incredible team last year and completely underperformed. And the Bulls are back to square one. It can't get worse. What should we do? It's got to get better. What do, we, what do we do? we got to hump. we got to hump. hump. we got to tra- And we got to trade that first pick for, like, 15 first rounds. Yeah, yeah, oh, can you imagine the hump that's going to go on, all the humping if they do that? That's, that's really what I want is, like, I, I like everyone always laughs about the process in Philly. Like I want a process. I want the Bears to trade this first round pick and get it so that we have like twenty five picks coming up in the next ten years. So I can just be like, oh yeah, ever. twenty. Yeah, twenty thirty two. We remember we got the we got the number one pick from the Browns. It's you won't make sick. it till then because you'll be exhausted. You'll be in the hospital from humping. Yeah, and bread, <laughs> and bread, <laughs> and bread. Uh, great stuff, big cat. Oh, All right, thank you, boys. Get yeah, some buddy. rest. Yeah. All right, see sleep ya. it off. <laughs> Record winner, right there. Yeah. He's always doing something. Yeah. Setting records. Barstool big cat joined us on the Car X Tire and. Uh, uh, auto hotline and he's brought to you by rj curcio and the curcio law offices if you need a personal injury attorney give rj a call 312-321-1111 and stella blue coffee get yours at stellabluecoffee.com a portion of the proceeds goes to pause chicago uh 312-332-3776 if you want to react we uh we we have some callers that want to talk we'll get to your calls next if you missed the tim anderson sound i want to play that for you okay and I want to tell you about a party that you can hang out with Waddle and me and Hump. It's coming up next. Oh, boy. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.
from the big 20-year anniversary, 25-year anniversary special? Yes. Today. The Today's 22nd. 22nd. So, yeah, we're just just about a month away, four, four weeks from Friday. Right? It's a Friday where we're having it? Yes. Friday, March 24th is when this is. So it's four weeks from Friday. I don't know how many of you guys know about this, but it's going to be uh, the biggest party of the year now that we're adding the humping portion yeah. to this that we have discovered today. As fans, we all just want to hump. And uh, we're this. the radio station now has, has been a factor here in Chicago for 25 years. I've been a, a proud member of this radio station for 25 years. One since, of the originals. One of the originals since its, its existence. You're the only one left? I'm the only one left. Dave Jude, who is an original member, is coming to town for this. Is he really? There are many alums who are coming for this. Many people who no longer work here. Many people are working at other radio stations are coming for this. There are many former athletes who are scheduled to attend. Jay Cutler being one of them. Robbie Gold being another one of them. Uh, we are still efforting other people. There's going to be a Mac Yurko and Harry reunion live on stage at the House of Blues. This is one of the coolest venues we've ever done a show or shows at. This is going to be a party. It is on a Friday. So there's no excuse um, I have heard uh, earlier in the day the guys talk about a four-day work week and how those can be more productive. So this is what we're stressing for all of our fans. If you're productive every day you go to work, wouldn't you be even more productive if you worked more days than less days? No, no keep your eye on the ball here. Okay. So I am stressing a four-day work week this week oh, of, of March. Oh, I got you. I am stressing you take March 24th off. Now I got you. See, follow, follow the ball you. here. I got you. And I am telling everybody to take March 24th off. Work Monday, work Tuesday, work Wednesday, work Thursday. Yeah, take a vacation day. You will to. work just, you will be as productive then because studies have shown a four-day work week is just as productive as a five-day work week. So then your boss will be just as thankful and you will take Friday off. You will enjoy it with all of your friends at ESPN 1000. Uh, you will be at the House of Blues with us on March 24th. You can buy your tickets at LiveNation.com and then search ESPN Chicago. So this is going to sell out very fast. So you better hurry. So you better hurry. These uh, golf outing tickets sell out fast. Go now. I've also been told by our bosses that if we sell a certain amount of tickets right now, that uh, he's buying dinner for Waddle and me. Right now, go to LiveNation.com. LiveNation.com. I, I, I wasn't told that. Do us a solid. Is that what you search, uh, Tyler? It's not on the one sheet here. It's, it's yeah, LiveNation.com. LiveNation.com. Search ESPN Chicago. Okay. So this is Friday, March 24th. Tickets are just 25 bucks. It's nothing. Meet and greet all of us. The the shows will be Carmen and Yurko at noon, Waddle and Sylvie from two to six, Jay Cutler, Robbie Gold, and many others scheduled to attend. Uh, Mark well, Jean Greco scheduled yes, to attend. Absolutely. Enzo scheduled to attend. Eddie Olchek. There's going to be a lot of hugs, a lot of handshakes, a lot of smiles, a lot of laughs. Nick Friedel, 
Lou Canellis, Freddie Hubner. Yes. Yes. A Jordan Cornette, Shea Cornette, Sarah Spain, uh, Ray getting, Flores. Getting the gang back together. Yes. And I told you, Dave Jude, I saw a post on Facebook. He is coming to town for When you this. go to Arizona, do you stay at his place? Uh, I don't, no. But we are, I believe, we'll, when I go to Arizona for spring training, that we are scheduled to meet up this time. You're going for spring training. Are you covering it? No, I'm not. Oh, no, this is the, uh, for spring break with the kids. Oh, gotcha. Oh, so they're allowed this time. Yes, this okay. is a family this is their trip at the okay. end of March. Oh, oh. Yeah. Um, well, I'll make sure Big Cat's aware of that yeah, on your yeah, schedule. I know he likes to count my vacation days. He does, yes. So, and like I said, the reunion for Mac, Yurko, and Harry will be a memorable one. That yes. was a... Uh, the, the, this station... That was the engine that, that drove... The entire station. We were we were weaving and we were we were trying to find our way. We we're trying to find our mark. And there are many shows, national shows, and we knew and I knew coming here and being a Chicago guy and a sports radio guy, we weren't ever gonna make our mark with a national show. We were going to be identified if we had a, a gr- not a good but a great local show. And we didn't have a great local show. We we just didn't. But when we when Mac came over from across the dial and when he put Yurko and Harry together and those and it wasn't magic right away. Yurko was talking about it today um, that it took it took a little bit to find their chemistry and to do what they did best. But once they hit their stride, that was the show. It'll be like riding a bike on the 24th. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Just bring a helmet. Well, you, you needed a helmet of for course. that show. That's what I mean. You should have a helmet when you ride your bike. But, man, when, like, like I was working and I was the Bears beat guy, when, first when you got to fill in for Mac, like, if Mac was off or you got to fill in for Harry and, like, I'm on Mac, Yurko, and Harry, or, you know, like, I did my Bears hits, like, that I looked forward to doing a hit on Mac, Yurko, and Harry. Like, you were proud to work for this radio station. That's That saved this radio. In my opinion, that saved this radio station. If we didn't get Mac, Yurko, and Harry, I don't know if we ever would be celebrating 25 What years. would we be doing right now? I don't know. No. And then Tom Waddle, coming from GN, was probably our second biggest acquisition. I'm serious. Totally serious. So celebrate with us 25 strong years. Let's do it. And, uh, and, and it's because of you guys, the fans. So we want to celebrate with you guys. And uh, you can buy your tickets right now at uh, LiveNation.com. Search ESPN Chicago. Again, this is at the House of Blues, one of the outstanding venues here in Chicago. Tickets are going to sell fast. And it is Friday, March 24th. Right there during uh, NCAA tournament. Oh, yeah. What a great time. We'll uh, uh, reunite with Cuddy. Yes, we will. Maybe sit down and have a long conversation about a lot of important stuff with him. I think it's just going to be like a day of storytelling. I think this is going to be a day where we We just... played the clip of uh, called to talk to Steve when he called into Carmen Yurko's show. And he didn't realize that he was calling into the wrong show. Now, what was it? Now, I know they were drinking. They were playing volleyball. Yes, he and uh, Greg Olson. 
Did he think I was Steve Silverman I, from Pro Football? I That I don't know. I just think he thought your name was Steve. Steve Silverman was a writer for Hub's publication, right? Pro Back Football the, Weekly, yes. Pro Football Weekly. Is that who? What? I have no idea. I think you're he con- just thought your name was Steve. You're connecting dots that I think make a lot of sense that but, we did not yesterday. Okay. Well, the, the Jay probably wasn't connecting either. Call no, the- no, no. I think, I think Sylvie's probably right. That makes sense as to why he would have thought Steve. No, was, it just he just randomly threw out a name. Yeah, called in to talk to Steve. Yeah, we have the audio. I mean, he seems oh, a little yeah. disjointed. It's got some music. Should under we put it. Vinny Del Negro on too and relive the uh, Derek Rose at the end? Go- Rose he's the probably end of the on a golf course. He's great golfer. Yeah. He won the set. Didn't he win the? Uh, he has in the past. I don't know if he did, did this year. Did you mention the Salisbury and Rosenblum reunion show yet? Or when is that coming? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, we followed them. I, I was right. I was on each end of they that. They paved one. the way for us. Was I supposed to keep I, that? Uh, did I just. I got run over by them on one end, and then uh, they paved the way for you and I after that. Yes. I was on both ends of that thing. I told you, Carmen and I got suspended. We put on this. Did I, did I, have I told you that story? I, I, I think so. Carmen and I got suspended. We put on a, uh, a voicemail message that wasn't edited properly. Mm-hmm. And, um, Is this the only time you've been suspended from the station? And it was said, luckily, it was suspended with pay for, t- for two weeks. That's the best kind of suspension. Yeah, that's it not was, really a, sus- that's we not a suspension. That's an extra two weeks of vacation. But it was during the NFC playoffs when the Bears were playing the Carolina Panthers. And so we were off for that. And what that did was it allowed the radio station to bring in people to try out for our gig, is what they were basically doing. And Salisbury came in, and him and Rosenblum were on for like a week while Carmen and I were, quote, suspended. And three months after that... You were suspended for good. We, we, we were, well, we were demoted to the, to the 7 to 9 shift. So, but then that uh, look, things happen for a reason, right? That's right. We we are and just now, weaving around. We yeah. are finding our, our 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 spot. So again, you can uh, grab your take. All these types of stories are going to flow. Uh, maybe uh, Harry and Mac will fight for one last time in front of everybody <laughs> at the House of Blues. Oh, come on, and oh, uh, we're going to get along. Everyone's yes. getting along. We'll see. No fighting. Uh, Frank in Ukrainian Village. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Frankie? Not much, guys. I just wanted to ask, um, when it comes to the Bulls, AK basically made the trade for Vooch, where the Bulls were, like, middling for a playoff spot, and then Zach went down with an injury. And that was, like, the first red flag. He doubled down on it with uh, Lonzo Ball, who, just like Zach, really doesn't play more than 60 games a year. And the thing is, when is AK going to be held accountable? And my question to the whole station is, what makes you think that AK hasn't been extended in the contract when he was here a year before Billy Donovan? Billy Donovan had two years to go on his contract, and he's been extended. What makes you guys think AK hasn't been extended yet? It would be par for the course, Frank. I don't like, know that I mean, he has like, or hasn't. Rick Rick Renneria was given a secret extension. 
Why? I don't know. That's the way Jerry does business sometimes. They gave Billy extra time on his contract. Well, and that's and then that followed suit. Then yeah. Billy all of a sudden got I don't well like usually when you extend a coach, it's it's cause for celebration. Yes. It's like, hey, we like our coach. He just got an extension. It's because we like him. This is why we're keeping him. So it wouldn't be a shock that AK was given. Like, I think the Bears did that with Pace, too. Well, didn't they? Wasn't it very I don't think they ever let, they, they never yeah. let anybody know when knew when what his contract status was. When, when ownership is hiding what the contract scenario is for your, your general manager and your coach, it's usually not good. No. And it disappeared off the website. I think that was yeah. the big thing that tipped everyone off on it. it when he originally was with the team and said he signed an X number of year contract, and then all of a sudden that was gone from the website. Like I, I, Frank, I don't know, and and I uh, uh, again, I don't know if if AK is 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 trying to make this team with one arm tied behind his back. Um, again, I I, all, I I'll say it like I always said about the Bears. This is uh, I'll bring back all the numbers that I gave at the beginning of the year because I think there's a greater appetite for people wanting to hear these numbers now than there was at the beginning of the year because I feel like because we want to hump that people were more optimistic at the beginning of the year and they didn't want to hear the negativity at the beginning of the year, but now they see the, how bad they are, then maybe tomorrow will be good timing. For just in the last 25 years, how bad Jerry's team has been. And it coincides with the White Sox. They're, they're like going to say teams. Yeah, they're mirror images with the postseason and the lack of success and the lack of sustained winning. And... You could blame AK, you could blame Pax, or you could look higher, much like the Bears. And you could blame, you know, Pace, and you could blame Emery, and you could blame Angelo. And, and, but if you really wanted to go to the core reason why, there's a greater issue. And I think that's the Well, issue. the buck stops at the uh, office that sits highest up in the building. Yeah. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Play TA next. Um, what did T- Tim Anderson say earlier that uh, went after the uh, pregame and postgame show host? And uh, what made us angry, and especially Carmen DeFalco, a diehard Sox fan, will make you angry. Listen to it coming up next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. I want to tell you this. I did see, too, our buddy Jason Honeycutt's insider Twitch chat. He's a big Sox fan. He did not hear the TA stuff from earlier today. So uh, another good example on how the audience is always changing. Uh, Chuck Garfine is really good. And I've always complimented the guys over at NBC Sports Chicago. They do good work. The television uh, side of the uh, White Sox. And, and, like, their bowls pre and post is great, too. The Hawks, you know, how we feel about good time Patty Boyle. Um, Their shows are spectacular. And um, we loved the reactions from Chuck and Ozzy all year long. Like, the thing that makes it perfect is Ozzy's their World Series winning manager, and Chuck is a guy who grew up 
a diehard yes. Sox fan, and he lives and dies with that team. Big Her is on that uh, pre and post. Listen, game the a show's lot too. got tremendous credibility. Tremendous credibility. Yeah, so they they have a fan who wants to win desperately, and then they have two guys who played for the team and were, were both on the World Series team. One as a manager, one as a player. So, um, like, of course they want to win. Chuck Garfine on his Sox Talk podcast had Tim Anderson on, and T.A. made it clear that um, he is not happy with uh, the performance from last year, but not just with the team, with the broadcasters as well. This reminded me a lot of the 04 Cubs when they blamed the broadcasters, Stoney and Chip Carey. Uh, take a listen to T.A. sort of go after Chuck Garfine. The plan is, you know, we know not to, you know, do what we did last year. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of room to grow. And, uh, you know, just a lot of confusion. A lot of people pulling from, from different angles, you know, uh, not just in the clubhouse. You know, fans as well. Um, a little bit of everybody. So, uh, you know, the ultimate goal is to, you know, try to try to dumb that down and get it back on, you know, pulling from the same screen with everybody, including you. Including me. What do you mean, including me? Including you. What are you trying to say? I ain't got to say it. You know what? I, I, what <laughs> that, that I was questioning why you guys couldn't win? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but uh, you know, if you if you if you if you're a part of this and you're like and you're like one of our supporters, and you see somebody struggling, that's like you know, that's kind of like uh, you know, if you see your wife struggling, you're gonna pat her on the back, right? So that's kind of one of those things. If we're on the same umbrella. I think we should all be pulling from the same screen, and not tearing each other down, um, and not tearing players down, or you know, we don't tear you down. So yeah. I think it's just one of those things. We got to support each other. We support you. We make ourselves access to you. Yeah. You know, when you want to talk to us. So it's just kind of one of those things that we all got to be, you know, be on a positive screen and pull from the same screen. And uh, I think we can be better as a whole. Yeah. Was I tearing you down? No, you weren't tearing me down. You were just making, you was causing a lot of confusion. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was causing, I was, <laughs> listen, to, after a lot. I mean, but you got to think about it. The fans listen to you. Yeah. Right. You're right. talking. We don't talk. We just play. <laughs> well, you, no, you talk. You can talk. We don't, we don't talk, though. We're in the game zone. We don't talk. They're listening to you. Right. So uh, if we're putting out positive energy. Then positive energy is going to always yeah. follow us. You know what I'm saying? I tried. Yeah. I tried to be as positive as I could. <laughs> it's a rough season. It's okay. We understand. Um, you know, but but ultimate goal, man, is to you know just continue to go out and, and play hard, and uh, you know really see what happens. Um, there you go. And this is professional sports, and you want you want Chuck to present positive energy when they they underachieve. And he mentioned the fans too. Like in the beginning there, too, that the fans have to support them better. Like, again, they're the wind. The, 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 the fans are the flags. They'll, they'll go the way the wind is blowing. If the wind's blowing one way, that's the way the flag's going to blow. Do, do, you know, of course, if you're winning, people are going to be happy and be willing to, to support you and to praise you. And when you're not winning and you're underachieving and you're not reaching the level of play that everyone expects from you, there will be criticism. Right. Maybe a better way to call it because they're the White Sox. They're the wind sock. Like the socks are the wind and the fans are the wind sock. It only goes in the direction that the socks go. Like the fans are going to be pissed if they're not playing well. That's that's the life of a fan. How about this? Adopt Travis Kelsey's philosophy and shut all the haters up. Yes. You know what? It's great to point out all the haters on the championship parade day. Like I said earlier, T.A. wanted everyone to support him, and with good reason, when he wanted the swag. When T.A. hit home runs 
and he wanted to celebrate the home runs and change the game. Everyone in a sock in the Sox fan base and in the media, for the most part, us. I speak for us. We had his back. Yeah, celebrate it. The game is hard, but when you fail, TA, you've got to be accountable. Okay, because if you're going to be willing to celebrate it, it's it it's failure's hard, and it's hard too. And you can't then blame everybody else. If you want to put yourself out there to celebrate, you've got to put yourself out there equally when you fail. You can't blame people when you fail then. You want to take the credit when you succeed. Don't blame others for the failure. It was the manner in which they failed as well that got people most irritated. It was the, 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 the lackadaisical play. It was the fundamental mistakes that they would make consistently over and over again. Missing cutoffs. Doing a ton of things that Little League Little teams league. are taught to do and not to do. Right. So, like, again, like if you went out there and you just suffered a ton of injuries and everyone expected you to win 92 games and you ended up winning 82 games and a lot of it had to do because you were, you were, Shorthanded a lot of the season, but you played hard, you know, you fundamentally sound. I think people would understand that, especially here in this city where we are very understanding, willing to give second chances and third chances and fourth chances. When you're losing, when expectations are high and you're losing in the manner in which they did, that is going to fire up the fan base even more. So let's see what uh, Wilbon says. Does he think that this is a big deal? It's not a big deal. This is just words, but. I like it's it's something that he shouldn't be spending any well, time. Well, it's on. a big deal if this is right. If this is what you're focusing yeah, on, right, instead right, of and, assuming yeah. responsibility for coming up short as a team, then maybe this is an issue. And then I I told Waddle earlier. I believe Wilbon is going to say that Patrick Beverly will do the Bulls good. Am I going to be right or wrong? We'll find out next.